Hello and welcome to Alpha Health and Wellness Radio. I am your host, Dr. Haley Schaff, where I'm here to empower you to become the alpha of your health. All right, you guys, before I get into today's episode, I just want to kind of preface it and tell you a little bit about what we're going to be talking about and Before we get into that, I want to just talk about what I'm doing this month. So uh, this month on my social media, because it is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, I'm going to be sharing breast cancer and just cancer thriving and healing and prevention tips because like I've talked about on my social media, I have a full highlight with my stories whenever I talk about it. I'm going to be making posts, but there is a really great amount of awareness out there, you know. NFL teams wear pink and everybody's wearing the pink ribbon and we all freaking know that breast cancer is, we're aware that breast cancer is a thing, but I think that there is not nearly enough prevention and empowerment out there for people who might be more at risk or, you know, one in eight people are going to experience it. And so my goal throughout this month is to share with you guys some tangible things that you can start doing to lessen your risk. Even if you do have genetic markers for it and a family history of it, you are still in the power of your genetics. And I think that that's super, super empowering. So that's why today's guest was my mom. She was diagnosed with stage two invasive ductal carcinoma, uh, invasive ductal breast carcinoma, carcinoma last September It was stage two. She had went through the treatment. And then this past summer, we found out that it had spread to the lungs. So we are still on a journey. We are still fighting and, you know, we're we're learning new things every day. And we're going to talk about some of the therapies that we've really looked into, like vitamin C, high dose IVC and high dose um, mistletoe, which is incredible. Mistletoe is amazing. And all the nutrition and all the detoxing that we've done and all these tests that we're doing to find out why this even happened in the first place, because we all deserve those answers. We don't just need to get cookie cutter, standard, conventional treatment, and then be on our way and just hope and pray that it never comes back. If you get rid of the root cause, it's really how you're going to get rid of and eradicate disease in general, no matter what disease it is. So we kind of share a little bit about that. And so I'll kind of save the rest for that. But one thing that we didn't mention in a question that I did get in a question box that I had put up was how to care for people when they're going through chemotherapy is like as if you were a caretaker. And although I was not there every treatment that my mom had, I was there a lot. I was there. She had treatments before Thanksgiving and Christmas. So I was I was there for both. And uh, so we would I would just make sure that when she came home from treatment, I had her room all set up because she was just really tired. So I would have essential oils going. We would put like frankincense and stuff on her feet and we would I would give her like ginger tea. We would um, be touching acupressure points, which there's one on your wrist that is amazing for nausea. And so it's about it's probably about like one middle finger length above, like if you were to put your fingers at your wrist, that's a good point. Um, really, she was kind of down and out uh, and she wouldn't really want to eat, which is fine. Now then grand scheme of things, like we definitely should have practiced fasting a little bit more, but she, uh, she would just kind of sleep. And so we would just make sure we support her. And then when she was ready to eat, we would just make sure there's healthy food available and, uh, make sure that 
you know, we would make our eggs with vegetables or, or something like that. But a lot of the first few days, honestly, was just sleeping, uh, you know. So if she was treated on Monday, Monday, Tuesday, she would kind of come out of it Wednesday and then she would kind of get back on her routine and then she would be able to get back to her exercise and, and all of that kind of stuff. And I wish that we had incorporate. I wish we had the sauna back then and I wish we had those things that now we've had over the journey and I wish that we had the vitamin C and I wish we had all that stuff, but just, just making sure that she is living in a comfortable space. Uh, you know, like the essential oils were super calming and making sure that she was staying hydrated and all that kind of stuff. Um, and making sure that there was healthy food available because a lot of times when people are going through chemo, people will offer to make food and it's oftentimes very carb heavy, very pasta y, very not, nurturing and what the body needs. So I think that that's really important and just something to know. Um, so that was a question that we did not answer, but we will get into kind of the rest of that in this episode. And, uh, this was, this was kind of like therapeutic for me in a way, because, you know, this journey has not really been easy. It's kind of a shock. You know, if you know my mom or you know me, we're pretty freaking elite health, (laughs) but, uh, there's been things that we have to work on and there's been things that we've totally had to change and, and everything, but uh, it was definitely nice to do this with her, and I'm really glad that she has been receptive to me sharing the journey, and uh, you know, we've totally transformed so many of different things. We've totally detoxed her life. We've totally detoxed her products. We've totally started to open up her detox pathways and finally get years and years of stuff that could have been in her causing disease, and really focusing on managing just uh, stress and because she is a type A person similar to myself and you know she carries a lot of stress and she puts a lot of pressure on herself and that does not help when you're trying to heal and that can cause things as well so I'm, I try to be mindful of that as well but um, before, and Beauty Counter is today's sponsor because of the all of the advocacy work and all of the work that they do to ensure that there are clean products and that's something that might not be important to you. And I hope that after listening to my podcast, it does start to become of importance to you. But, you know, with all the things that we're putting on our body, parabens, phthalates, fragrances, pegs, all of these harmful chemicals, they are impacting disease. And they are showing that certain things that we're putting on our body can be found in placentas. They're found in tumors. They're found, they, they do accentuate growth of certain things. So when we were on my mom's journey and we still are, she, we swapped her products and that was a huge part of the kind of cleaning out process. And it's been kind of a a journey with that as it always is, but I love beauty counter. I love the advocacy work they do. They ban over 1200 different, no, I think it's 1600 now. They ban over 1600 different known chemicals that are in other drugstore products, Sephora, Mac, Ulta products. And what I love about their stuff is it's just as luxurious as you feel like getting something at the counter would be, but you know, like the counter at Macy's or something, but it's so much better for you. And it's something that you don't have to feel guilty about wearing because there's going to be nothing bad in it for your health. So it's, it's, all the look and feel of something amazing and luxurious without all the chemicals, which I love. And they have a 10% off code. You can use code clean for all 10 at checkout and you can go to the link in my bio or just go to beautycounter.com slash Haley Shoss. So you can shop there. If you have questions, 
feel please feel free to ask. I'm more than happy to kind of help point you in the direction of what things I would start with. You know, you don't have to go in and get full regimens and stuff if you don't want. You can start slowly by swapping out things. And that's a tip that I had this week is you don't have to start and just throw out everything in your pantry or your beauty cabinet, but you can, when you run out of something, you have to buy something new anyways. And it's really, really important to think about, okay, yeah, you could get something a lot cheaper at Rite Aid, but think about, so like Aveeno or Neutrogena, think about all of the big name people that they have to pay to advertise them. Like all of the actresses and actors that you see on TV promoting their lines the thing costs about 5 to $10. They have to pay these actors and actresses. Think about how much the raw ingredients themselves actually cost if they're paying these big name people and you're getting it for very inexpensive. So that's just something to think about. Um, I think that when it comes to where you spend your money, you I think it's really important to kind of vote with your dollars and whether that's for food or that's for you want change and how the beauty and just personal care industry is, I think that that's super important. So um, that's why I love the name Beauty Counter because it's a counter against the very toxic beauty industry. So anyways, without further ado, we're going to get into today's episode. I'm really excited to see what you guys have for feedback and what you think about it, but I hope you enjoy it. I hope you follow along with me on my social media this month talking about things that we've learned. And I mean, I've been in PubMed for what feels like... (laughs) months oh, now over a year just really really digging and it's been it's been a lot I've learned a lot and I want to share it with you guys because I know that someone in your life is being touched by this and hopefully you never will so without further ado let's get to today's episode I hope you enjoy it okay so welcome back to the podcast everyone today is going to be a very special episode because we have a guest this is going to be the first guest on the podcast, and it's my mom. So we're sitting at our kitchen table and our robes. We're going to go in the sauna after, but we are going to just talk a little bit about her journey with breast cancer and things that we've done, some things that we've learned, and just hearing it from her perspective because I know that both of us have found a lot of inspiration and education following other people's journeys and what they've done. So I thought that I would use things that we've learned to share on my platform within my podcast. And I'm also sharing things on my social media. But anyways, welcome on to the podcast. I'm excited to have you on Alpha Health and Wellness Radio. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. I know. I'm excited. So, okay, tell us. Obviously, I know the answers to all these questions, but tell all the listeners what when you were diagnosed and how you, how you found out. Um, okay, so it was... August of 2019. So last August. Last August. And I, I don't know, I just kind of did a little brush across and felt something. You were just walking down the hall, right? walking down the hall and, yeah, and I felt something. And, of course, it was uh, Labor Day weekend, so I couldn't do anything until Tuesday. Mm-hmm. You know, and, you know. I, did so you tell anybody? Did you tell Dad? I told him a few days later, Yeah. I think I told him on Monday, and then Tuesday I called my OBGYN mm-hmm. to get in, you know, to you know, and whatever. And so the first thing she did was just a, a breast exam, and then she felt something, and then um, sent me for a mammogram. Okay. And then after, so I had a mammogram and a uh, ultrasound. Did you have a CT scan? Um. No, I don't. I 
didn't have one right then. No, because I think after they did the ultrasound, they said they wanted. Then they did a they did a needle biopsy. Oh right, right. Okay, okay. So throughout this time, uh, did you notice? Like, were you doing self breast exams regularly, or is that something that you think that? It was kind of regular, but probably not you know consistent. You know, monthly, uh -huh. was it? Was it a, how big was it when you found it? Was it something that, you know, you would have kind of noticed or was it just how you brushed your hand there that if, if you wouldn't have kind of brushed your hand awkwardly like that, would you have found it or? I think I would have, you know, if it wasn't at that moment, you know. You would have done it. Because then, it, I, you know, I was aware that it was there and yeah. it was starting to bother me. Was it painful? Oh, yeah, at times it was, yeah. At times it was, yeah. Because I know that people can also have no other... Problem. No pain, right? Mm -hmm. And then, so that's that's definitely, was it near your lymph node or was it near your, you know, your armpit, your lymph no, nodes? Like upper part. Upper, upper part? Yeah. Okay. Upper, so, inner upper, I guess. Okay. So after they found out the diagnosis, that's when you told Tyler and I, but we didn't know, we didn't really know anything else because your doctor had recommended going to a hospital in Boston, right? Right. Okay. So we didn't really seek out any we just kind of immediately got the diagnosis and you asked your practitioner, if you had this, where would you go? Yep. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. And so we didn't seek anything alternative. You went to Dana Farber in Boston mm -hmm. and they did a bunch of tests on you, right? Like they had a whole yes. unit yep. that is just diet. Yeah. It's all just breast cancer. It's all just the breast cancer. Floor, just breast cancer. It's crazy. So then from there, they when you went there, that's when they staged it. And at that point, it was stage two. Yep. And you've got triple negative. Yeah. So what that means, if you aren't aware, is it's estrogen negative, it's progesterone negative. It is not positive for any of the hormone receptors. So it's triple negative, um, which... Is less common. Less, yeah, it's less common. because And there's not as many drugs like tamoxifen and stuff are common... You know, because for things like that, they just cut off the source of estrogen or they cut off the source of progesterone. Whereas when it's triple negative, you know, we didn't really understand why this happened. And to give people a little background, I shared this on my Instagram last week. Uh, every week I'm kind of sharing stuff, but, you know, common things for breast cancer, obesity is a huge one and you're not, you've never been overweight in your entire life. Mm -hmm. um, sedentary lifestyle, not. you're not. Um, I mean, you have a debt, you're an accountant, so you have a desk job, but n like you always walk, you work out, mm -hmm. you're pretty active throughout the day. I mean, poor diet too, but I mean, even I know that we weren't as elite as we are now in terms of diet, mm -hmm. you know, and I know that these things come on and they take years and they don't just come on, mm -hmm. you know, within a few months, it, it takes a long time for this disease to kind of progress, but uh, I wouldn't even say that we, I really wouldn't say that we really ever ate a standard American diet. There were always things that we absolutely could have, you know, there was vegetable oil yeah. in the house and, you know, like I said, we weren't as great as we are now, but we always, there was always vegetables and there was always protein yeah. and, uh, but growing up, you know, my mom cooked things pretty much from scratch. I never had, you know, Kraft macaroni and cheese or anything yeah. like that, you know? So, yeah. But, but who, right. So then was, we kind of started doing more research. There's so many other underlying hidden causes of breast cancer, you know, which impaired detoxification. And that's something I talk about a lot is detox. And 
it's something that you never really sweat your entire life. Right. Yeah. And that's crazy. And another kind of thing that a lot of other people don't realize is environmental toxins. I mean, talk about there are what, 14 people on the street that you grew up in that had some type of cancer? Yeah, in a, in a quarter mile radius. Or, you know. And is that because do you, well, so. Well, I don't know. I mean, there's farmland. We have, we have farmland. We have, uh, we had an Air Force base that the B-52s would always fly over us. I mean, there's a water treatment plant at the bottom of the Right, hill. I right. I don't know. Right, but it's kind of, when you hear that 14 people in a quarter mile radius, that's quite. You know, and if, and if you are someone who your entire life, you never sweat, you mm -hmm. never at least detox through that way, you know, that's, it could be about toxin accumulation. You know, we, I know that we had your water tested here because at my parents' house, we have well water, which, uh, in their case, everything came back excellent. You do have to be careful of like runoff and, and stuff like that and other heavy metals and lead, but there was that, you know, there's MTHFR and other genetic mutations, which you are heterozygous for the MTHFR. Uh, so I, I want to say that the, what you call it, but I don't know if I'm allowed to, <laughs> it looks like a swear word and that's the gene that she calls it. She calls it the mother effer gene. <laughs> uh, so there, that those mutations can cause you to not have great as detox and, you know, and stress, stress is also a huge part of it. I just, I'm we're just very stressed. type A people mm -hmm. and we're working on that. So you know, things that aren't necessarily, we were never given an answer from your doctor why this happened. Bad luck. Bad luck. Yep. Well, that's not yeah. a good enough answer for me because if it's bad luck, it doesn't give us a chance to get to why this is happening. So we're learning throughout this whole process, you know, of these underlying things and we're listening to podcasts and I'm doing tons of reading on PubMed and the bad luck thing just wasn't cutting it for me because you had colon cancer a few years ago. You got that in 2006. 17. Yeah. yeah, I was in chiropractic school, which again, that was a bad luck because usually colon cancer, you eat a shit diet and you're overweight and you're mm -hmm. obese and you're none of those. And the doctor looked at you and he's like, this doesn't make any sense, but we'll just take it out and whatever. And you even asked multiple times from to on her oncologist, is there anything that I can be doing to be, be like, is there anything I should be eating? And nope, nope, don't eat worry about it. Yeah. Well, and that's what they say to cancer people, especially when you're going through chemotherapies, because their biggest thing is they just don't want people to lose weight and get cachectic, which there's a big difference between losing weight and cachexia, which cachexia is, you know, when cancer patients and just people end of life, you know, like your muscle starts breaking down and you become really frail. Whereas sometimes people should lose a little bit of weight. And even though you're tinier, I think that the weight that you did lose which is very small and, you know, it's a few pounds, but you are small, but that could be inflammation because you used to kind of complain about just this little pouch of like bloating and inflammation in your stomach that once we changed your diet to more autoimmune paleo slash ketogenic seasonal eating, you totally got rid of that. Yeah. We cut out grains, we cut out gluten, sugar. sugar. And that was kind of a more recent thing because we can kind of back up and go through, okay, so what are some things we want you, so when you went to Dana-Farber, you went through the standard of care, started chemo, started chemo first, eight rounds, of chemo. eight rounds, um, and how did you feel throughout chemo? The first four weeks were, um, 
harder than the last four because they used a, a, a specific drug in the first four and then a different one in the second four. They call it the Red Devil, yeah. right? Yeah, Red Devil. That's got to be good for you. Yeah. <laughs> but overall, probably I, I fared pretty well. Yeah. I say. Yeah, I would say I would say so too. And so I guess some things that we did were um, we had you on some blood purifiers and blood builders like burdock and um, some liver support supplements just to help keep your liver enzymes in check and some things like reishi mushroom and uh, shiitake to help your immune system. We had you on, uh, what were we doing? So we weren't at that point doing any fasting, but hindsight, I wish that we did because, because I was concerned just because you were tiny, like you didn't have any weight to lose. I, so fasting for chemo, the research that I've done has been incredible. It's you fast for 24 to 48 hours before your treatment. And then you don't eat until 24 hours after. So you're fasting a few days, but you fare very well. You barely get any side effects and it helps the cancer treatment work better because what fasting does is our bodies are designed to fast. We are designed to go time with eating and without. And when we go without eating, our healthy cells go into kind of like a survival mode. So they have mechanisms to protect themselves, whereas cancer cells aren't that advanced. They, they can't, they don't have that. So when you're fasting, those cells are much more vulnerable. So then the chemo can go in and it kills the cells. And, but we were concerned because you were, because you were getting nauseous, we wanted you to eat, eat, eat Mm -hmm. healthy foods. We would have you kind of like load up on healthy foods and, you know, hindsight, I wish that we would have done the fasting, but that's, whatever we were learning. I felt we've learned, we learned something new every day. Uh, but that's something that can be really beneficial for people. Um, another thing, uh, that's good. And so then you did the chemo and then you did radiation. Then, yeah. No, then, I had surgery. then you had surgery. That's right. Yeah. Then you had surgery. And then four weeks after that, you started radiation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that's good. Um, and then how, how did you feel during the radiation? Fine. Fine. Yep. Except for radiation, you got like some of, what are some side effects that you had noticed? Some pain. Pain. Yeah. Near the armpit area and arm yeah, and like the back yeah. of the arm. Yeah. Yeah. Did they ever tell you that that would be a complication of treatment or not really? They said it was a possibility. They yes. said it was a possibility. Yeah. And then I had some lymphedema. Right. Yeah. I remember. Okay. So lymphedema is swelling in the lymph because when they took out the rest of the tumor, they also took out some of the lymph nodes. Three? Three of one and two of another, like sentinel and ancillary. Okay, okay. So they took out the lymph nodes, which some of the largest lymph nodes in our body is under the armpit. So what can happen is your lymph just kind of pools up, right? So you started noticing that your hand felt more, a little bit more swollen. But what's crazy is, so then that's kind of when we started looking into lymphatic massage and dry brushing and sauna. So that's about the time that we started using the sauna, right? We started using the sauna in July. July. Okay. So they bought an infrared sauna because we learned about the importance of detox and the fact that my mom never sweat. And now I sweat. So now you sweat and that's good news because you were sweating out some black stuff once. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, you sweat out a lot of times in sweat, we're going to find heavy metals, BPA, stuff like that. But heavy metals are found in chemotherapy. So, and, and it probably will take a while for you to get rid of that. But 
So the lymph, the lymphedema is better though, because you, you used to not see the veins in your hand and now you can. And that was kind of something they were like, oh, well, lymphedema, you kind of can't get rid of that. So you, I feel like like we have gotten rid of of a lot of it. Right. And we, Mm -hmm. and you help to support your lymphatic system through walking and exercising and you do wear, yep. Massaging, you wear the sleeve, you do dry brushing. Uh, What else do we do for lymphatic massage or lymphatic there's certain herbs like the calendula and the different teas, which are really good. So, so then we, we do this. And then because you had the colon cancer, we, you had a routine CAT scan for that, mm-hmm. that you were supposed to get that in. You're supposed to get that read in July, but we were on a trip. So you didn't get it read. And then when they read it, they thought they saw something in your lung. Yeah. They saw some nodules on my lungs. So then we got those biopsied. Then I hit, no, then I had a PET scan. Then you had a PET scan. Then I had a biopsy. Okay. And so the PET scan showed that there was something. Yep. Okay. So PET scan essentially uses radioactive glucose and it can show both signs of inflammation and active cancer sites. So that's a huge reason why we're on a lot more of like a very low carb keto paleo diet. Because if you think about it, there's so many, there's a lot of dogma out there. There's Gerson. Uh, therapy, which is essentially like juicing and a veg, a vegan vegetarian diet for cancer. And I totally understand that. And I think it helps some people, but just thinking about how the PET scans work, it's injecting yourself with glucose that the cancer cells eat up. Cancer cells, primary fuel source is glucose and any carb source breaks down into glucose and protein can even break down into glucose through gluconeogenesis. So that's why you know, we still do eat protein, but fat is pretty much the primary mm-hmm. macronutrient in your diet, along with other healthy nutrients and fiber and stuff as well. But so that's one huge reason that we did that. That's through the Warnberg effect that that's what cancer runs off of. Cancer really can't run off of fat. So you kind of help to starve the cells a little bit. So we did that. And, you know, that's definitely, that was a scary moment. I mean, it's, you know, we thought we were out of the woods and that's, that's kind of why we, we don't like when people say when they're done with treatment and stuff that you're cancer free, because we all have cancer cells in us at all point. I have cancer cells in me. My, we all do. It's whether they're active or not. Right. So it's, it's all about supporting your body so that your immune system can go in and get it and, and everything like that. But so then it kind of started us really frantically researching and saying, okay, well, what we did before clearly didn't work like we thought it would, you know, it, it's, I, I like the analogy that Dr. Nasha Winters uses. It's like when you're gardening, you can pull out the weeds, but if the roots are still there, it's going to come back. And that's kind of what conventional Mm -hmm. therapy is. It's all right, let's nuke it as best we can. Let's spray it with roundup and, you know, kill the weeds that way. And, We'll take it out. We'll pull them out of the ground. But if you're not understanding why it's actually happening in the first place, mm-hmm. it's going to just keep reoccurring, which obviously there's some type of something going because there was the colon. We got rid of that and we're good with that. But, there, you know, it keeps kind of coming up. So that's why we really pushed and think, OK, we need to understand. So we started we, you went to a functional or integrative oncologist, Dr. Pook. Mm-hmm. She is she she's a functional medicine doctor, right? Or is she integrative? integrative. Okay. Because she was an MD. She was, an integ- she was a oncologist. conventional oncologist for years. And she just thought there's, there's something missing. 
so we're going to her and we, we ran a bunch of different lab tests. We saw they ran you for Lyme because Lyme is also a very common cause of breast cancer, which through two of them, you were negative. Uh, you did show up positive for mold, which can show up, you know, you've got the MTHFR. So, so we're kind of getting into some pathways like that, but that also led us into seeking alternative routes on, okay, how, as we're kind of searching for the root cause of this, how can we support your actual immune system since chemo suppresses it? And, uh, so, so you started on IV vitamin C, Yep, high dose, high dose IV vitamin C and, that, I mean, that's going to want to support your body and help boost your immune system. Cause when you were on the oral, um, after your surgery, like the oral chemo, oral chemotherapy, that, uh, that made your white blood cells pretty low, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So boosting those back up, boosting your immune system back up and then mistletoe. Yes. So through where we were reading, um, I found Dr. Nasha Winters. She's a naturopathic doctor who had stage four cervical cancer, who, Probably 30 years ago. 30 years ago, yep. And she was essentially just kind of given a few months to live at 19, and she overcame it, and it was pretty amazing. I mean, it was all over her bones. It was everywhere, and uh, so she's kind of made it her life work to get education out there, and so she's been a great resource to us. She has a book called The Metabolic Approach to Cancer. That's what you're reading right now. I read that. We've read Dirty Genes by Ben Lynch to kind of figure out, okay, are there genes that, you know, need cleaning up or need a little bit more support? Because even if you do have mutations of these things, things that we do through diet and lifestyle can either turn on or turn off these genes. So that's kind of what we're working on is, and I think that we've gotten a lot of like the MTHFR gene, you know, people can be prone to irritability, anxiousness and all that kind of stuff. But I feel like through certain things that we've kind of realized that you've gotten better on some of those things so that, mm-hmm. you know, right. so yeah. that's kind of cool. So anyway, so we've gotten, she recommended a lot of high dose vitamin C and we, through her work, we also found therapists to do mistletoe therapy, which mistletoe is the plant that you kiss under Christmas, mm-hmm. but it's also very medicinal and it's, cytotoxic to cancer. So it kills cancer cells. It does not harm your regular cells. And it's been used in therapy for a hundred years this year. So a lot in Europe. Yeah. Oh yeah. If you go to a cancer place in Europe, that is Europe is so much further ahead of us and everything. They, they ban glycosphate or glyphosate. Uh, they ban over a thousand harmful chemicals and personal care products. They're using these treatments integratively. They're very ahead of the game. So you saw an, a mistletoe therapist, which we found through Felipe. Yep. So do you want to talk about that and why we're donating to them for our wedding? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it's just it's a great organization. It's just an alternative alternative uh, cancer. cancer. Like it's a, well, it's going to be a hospital, but they also have a really great resource online. Right now there's a clinical trial going through John Hopkins. Yep. Through with mistletoe and they've, they, they've have so much more education for patients than any other place that we've Mm -hmm. found. And they're actually going to get to why things are occurring. And unfortunately, so where you rent originally Dana Farber, they're a research hospital they have not looked at the, the 
tissue biology of your surgery until just now. Yeah. Why weren't they looking at that forever ago? I they, they did not run the lab tests that are understanding why we got this. They don't, they didn't understand anything about the tumor. They just took it out and saved it. And until it turned to stage four, they didn't even think to tissue biopsy it and see what genetics are in this tumor and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. So I don't know. It's just, it's crazy, but Hopefully we're on the right track right now getting answers. And so let's kind of talk about, so we're right now we're doing the IV vitamin C. Yep. We're doing the mistletoe. You're doing injections. So after you do the injection, you get right in the sauna to increase your body temperature, mm-hmm. which is cool because that's what we did that last night, but we'll go in the sauna today anyways, just as a kind of precautionary thing. And just as a health, we'll yep. meditate in there too. Yep. Uh so there's that. And then diet wise, we're, we're keto, you're fasting. Yep. How, what are your fasting window usually? Um, usually I eat around six, six thirty at night and then I won't eat again until, I don't know, 10 30, 11 o'clock. Yeah. 11 30 the next morning. Good. There's a lot of studies out and sh- there's, there was a study that showed that breast cancer patients who had fasted for over 13 hours had a statistically significant improvement in survival, longevity. Uh, and I think the fasting is just so great. I mean, we, we need to be taking time in between meals. Yeah. You know, if, if that's, people don't need to be as extreme as us in terms of that, but it, if you, especially if you have a history of cancer, fasting is the best free tool you have yeah. to uh, fasting is something that everybody can do. And we've got you on kind of more of a keto paleo diet, yeah you know, limited, most of pretty much everything you eat is from out of the fridge. Uh, you know, you don't eat nuts, grass fed, -fed, local. We're getting you on some tallow because tallow and butter is an animal fat. High quality is very high in stearic acid, which there's a few studies showing that they injected rats with colon cancer. They fed them either casein protein or beef protein no changes in cancer growth uh, with either of those. So meat is not causing cancer. And two, then they did soy oil or stearic acid. or uh, So soy oil would be a linoleic acid, an omega-6 polyunsaturated fatty vegetable oil. And stearic acid is a saturated fat. It's found in, like I said, butter, tallow, high-quality animal fat. That actually showed to decrease cancer and the rats, whereas the soy exacerbated it. So if I haven't gotten you guys to get rid of vegetable oil, that should be a good one. So we've got you on some stearic acid. You're on the ancestral, well, the ancestral supplements tallow is kind of accidental yeah. because we wanted to get real tallow, but you got rendered bison tallow that we use. We cooked our eggs in it. Um, we're, I don't know, we even, and then we use butter pretty much in breastfed butter, mm-hmm. Kerrygold and everything. Um, what else are we doing? You're walking, Movement is a daily part of your ritual. You have you walking daily, exercising, weight training. So we've got you squatting, deadlifting, bench pressing, meditating, meditating daily. We've got like a little challenge for that. Yep. Oh yeah. Green tea. Yep. We do matcha, green tea. And then we started doing some dandelion as well Mm -hmm. for liver and uh, kidney cleansing. Green tea is really good. Anti-cancer. So especially, you know, if you drink one cup of it a day, it's not going to be as therapeutic, but we have her make, we'll have her make a whole pot 
and have her drink that throughout the day. Um, what else are we doing? A lot, lot a very similar diet, like Weston A. Price diet, you know, yeah. healthy fats, seasonal vegetables, uh, high quality protein, healthy dairy. Like you'll do a little bit of grass fed dairy, uh, you know, like, um, some of the heavy cream or yeah, yeah. high quality, like a raw cheese, Mm -hmm. whole yogurt, no skim. Um, so we're doing a lot of different things and, and I'm still learning a lot and I felt like I've learned more than I ever thought that I would about this, but there's so many great resources out there and you've learned a lot and we've learned that you, you have options. And I think that that's when we were watching that movie last night, the Rocky, whatever one, he was like, you know, he's sitting down with a doctor cause he had had lymphoma or something. And it's like, okay, you do, you got to do key. Like they back you in a corner. Like you have to do this. I mean, we have options and we might go down the path of immunotherapy or something like in that conjunction in conjunction. Yeah. Right. But you know, it's, if, we, if I wasn't doing all this research, I would have never known this whole other avenue of things that can do. And unfortunately, yeah. yeah, I mean, mistletoe a lot of times is cheaper than chemotherapy, depending on what type of well, insurance people has. Yeah. Well, but the only thing with integrative medicine, it's not covered by insurance. So. Right. Right. So oh. it can, right. So that for, in terms of getting this quality of care to everybody, that's, unfortunately not everybody, not can, everybody do can do that and we are very thankful that we can do it and you know that we've had all the research to even know to look right this far but right. um we're just we're trying to do all the things and oh vitamin d deficiency was one too that i just thought of you were a little low on the yep. vitamin d yes. but um so yeah I think that people feel like they're pushed in a corner. And I kind of feel like that's how we felt when we got the diagnosis is we didn't get any second opinions. We went right to Dana Farber. We went right to chemotherapy, like ASAP. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we just didn't know. And then I guess as it kind of progressed, we just thought, you know, why, why would we not do a, another f- form? Why would we look for other things? And so many of the conventional things are, not good. Like I don't like routine PET scans and radio, you know, all the radiation. And so you did get a, what's it called? Uh, thermography. Yeah. So that you want to talk about that for a second? Yeah. I mean, it's a non-invasive, it's just pretty much a camera is pointing at you taking pictures of the temperature of your body and they can, they can see a lot from that. Yeah. Inflammation. Yeah. They noticed that you had some inflammation in your tooth where you had a mercury filling, Mm -hmm. which can be they even in the report said that is also directly related to breast health. So that's something also that we're probably going to be looking into with a biological dentist. Yep. Um, Cause you do have to be very careful with mercury. I mean, it's heavy metal. It's poison. Yeah. <laughs> it's in your mouth. Uh, but so, you know, that was interesting. It showed some inflammation in your muscles, which, yep. you know, you had kind of, you'd been through a lot with radiation and chemo and everything and you do work out hard. So you know, just making sure that we do lots of cupping and muscle work and it sh- what else did it show? Um, that was the main. That was kind of the main things. Yeah. But it, it was interesting because now we can kind of use that to see you get it done now at the end of October, right? No, again, I'll do another, a breast one in December. In December. Okay. So we have a baseline. Okay. Yep. Okay. So that's, so then we can kind of track progress. And this was a full body. Right. The one I had the first time. Yeah, that was kind of helpful because we can see if your inflammation goes down a little bit. 
it didn't get a good picture of the lungs, unfortunately, because that would have been nice to track with mistletoe and uh, everything else. But that's okay because that's okay. There's only so much that we can do. But that was kind of a cool avenue. We've just we've really learned a lot. There's a lot of there's a lot of podcasts and stuff, and there's a lot of great doctors out there, and it can be kind of hard to cut through the information because I remember one time we were reading something and you sent this to me and it was pretty much saying how keto is bad and how vegan is the way to go. And, and you know, that's fine and dandy. And if you weren't feeling great, I would say, let's switch your diet, but your inflammation is down. Your bloating is down. Right. Your energy is pretty good. I mean, I mean, I, I, when I'm around, we do a lot of activities, so I expect <laughs> you to be a little tired, but if you were, if you didn't feel good and your digestion was off and everything, we might change it, but we're right. not going to change it if it's not broken. Yep. So this is kind of the path that we're down and this is where we're at now. And, you know, we're, we're going to start doing IV mistletoe. So yeah, but uh, I just, I hope that people after listening to this know that there's tons of things out there to make you more empowered and hopefully make people understand why these types of things occur and just because you and Mama had breast cancer doesn't mean that I'm going to have it right. because hopefully I can use all the things that I've learned with you and just do them more precautionary for myself. Exactly. And that's kind of how I do. I do eat just kind of low carb out of nature, not no carb, but just as a preventative mechanism. And I am su supporting my body's detox because I really wasn't a huge sweater until kind of recently too. So mm -hmm. maybe I'm helping clear things away before it got too bad to the point where disease could kind of start. So just because you have a family history of it does not mean that you'll have it. And even if you do have it, doesn't mean that that defines you. And I think that that's something that we've talked a lot about is yep. you have cancer, but you aren't cancer. You're Chris, your mom. Like I don't just call you every day to talk about cancer. I love talking about ways that we can make you Better. crush it yeah. and like thrive through it. But I think that that's really important for people to know that if you don't, if you know someone who has cancer, it's really important to be there for them, but to just like be there for them as if they didn't have it in the first place. Like don't, always I don't, bring it up, like yeah, this. don't always bring yeah. it up and you don't always want to feel like a victim. Right. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, would exactly. you say that's because mm -hmm. when people are oh, like, are you feeling okay? Like mm -hmm. instead of, Hey, like, how's your day going? You know, like just treating right. you like just, a regular person, because yeah. I feel like whenever we're together and we're not talking about like doctor patient stuff, we just kind of go on as life is normal. And I feel like that's, that's, the, way you want it. that's yeah. the way you want it. Right. We don't, once you start realizing that you become a victim to something or that that's your diagnosis is who you yeah. is, that's who yeah, who you, it's not who I you know. are. Yeah. So you just, it's something you have and it's something that we're fighting, but it doesn't, it's not who you are. And you want people to just act normal towards you. Right. You know, it's nice to know that people are thinking of you, but it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of that weird, yeah. the sympathy thing. And I don't know, it's kind of hard to explain, but hopefully we got the idea across in terms of just being there for people as a good friend and keeping them busy and checking in on them. And instead of like, you know, and that's what I just tell people, you know, how can I be there for mom and dad? I'm like, well, just give them a call and see if they want to hang out or see if they want to come up and go, yeah, go out to dinner and maybe come over for a fire and just like be life is normal. You know, like we go on a walk or ha hang out, whatever. So I think that's important too, but you know, I definitely have appreciated how strong our family is, how strong dad is, how strong you are. And it's, 
crazy how much I feel like we're being tested sometimes, but it's also, there's a reason. And I think that we're, I think we're doing pretty darn good considering the circumstances. And I think the wedding has been a, hopefully a positive benefit, even though I know that you're going to be very happy when you don't have any more stress, (laughs) but that's been a good thing too. It's just like purpose, like having a purpose. Yep. Doing, keeping busy keeping busy yeah and and even if when the wedding's over we'll still be because the holidays will be here so that'll be a new fun yep. i can see the gears spinning in your head you're already getting stressed about it <laughs> <laughs> don't be stressed managing your stress is like the most important thing so that's why we're going to conclude here we're going to go in the sauna we're going to do a few last things outside before our wedding and then we'll have the wedding and it's going to be a great freaking time. But thank you mom for coming on and being really transparent about your journey. Thank you for letting me share your journey on social media. It's, I know that I don't, I don't like my whole life to be public, but I just know that I found a lot of comfort and, and I know that you've personally found comfort in people sharing their journeys on social media. So I'm not, I don't share every detail, but I do like to share certain things because I know that a lot of people who follow me are always saying that they're thinking of you and that they are praying. And, and I mean, that does mean something. I mean, I think the power of prayer and positivity, it really is incredible. So thank you for people who are thinking of us and just sending positive vibes out there because I, I really do believe in that. And, um, yeah, it's not easy to necessarily share all this stuff. And I'm sure sometimes it, I don't share a whole ton, but just sharing things that we're learning. And if we can help one other family going through this, that is a win in my mind or point somebody in the right direction of a book, like the metabolic approach to cancer, or just know that there's, it doesn't have to just be chemo radiation surgery. Like there's so many lifestyle things that you can do. And it's not just necessarily obesity and sedentary lifestyle. It's so much more than that. But that's why this whole month of October, I'm sharing ways that we can actually take control because the NFL wears pink and everybody wears pink. And we know that this freaking disease is out there. (laughs) Like one in eight people have it. So that means that somebody knows somebody that has it, but, but that's not helping why it's happening. That's not making people, it's not getting to the root cause. It's not helping people feel empowered. It's that I'm just like, Oh, I'm one of eight shucks. That sucks to be me instead of, okay, this doesn't have to be me. We don't have to have those numbers. So we can change it. And it all starts with small voices and maybe it starts with us in this podcast. So if you guys like this podcast and found value in it and think that it can benefit people, we would love for you guys to write a review or share it on social media, share it with a friend who could use it. And mom, if they want to connect with you and follow those few things that you post on social media, where can they find you? (laughs) Well, I'm on Instagram. You are on Instagram. What is it? Baseball. Baseball Mom 2416. Yeah, Tyler's number, my number. Yeah, yeah 2416. Okay. And I, I tag her on a lot of my things, yeah. so you can find her. You don't post a whole ton. We'll get you posting more on your stories because we're learning. <laughs> we're learning. But, yeah, my mom's kicking cancers, but even though it's – I know that we, sometimes you don't feel that way, but you, you climbed a high peak, and that is something that most people would never even do in their life in the prime of their health, so – you did that when we didn't even know that it had spread. So yeah. Yeah. you're a lot stronger than you think. Yeah, exactly. And I love you. And love you too. make me cry. <laughs> well, thank you guys for listening to this podcast. Thank you for being, for listening to the words that we have to say about 
her journey and how we can just make people healthier and better and thrive. And we appreciate it. Well, thank you guys for listening and we will see you guys again. And who knows, my mom will probably be on the podcast again. So (laughs) she will be a regular, I'm sure. But thank you for listening and we'll see you next week.